You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got? Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And I'm your host, Shantae Sapphire. Let's start the show. On today's episode, this is going to be a solo episode. And I know you guys haven't had a solo episode from me in a while. But as you know, or maybe you don't know, I am getting married in a few weeks. So everything has been really hectic. But I've also been really blessed just to watch God unveil and reveal what is happening in my life. So I'm super excited. This week, I wanted to touch on a topic that we talked about earlier in this year in our conference, in our conference, the Sapphire Faith International Ministries Conference, Fear to Faith. And of course, you know, my designated topic was exactly that, how to how you move from fear to faith. And y'all know that my favorite thing to talk about is faith. So I really wanted to bring this teaching slash preaching that I did to you guys on the podcast, because it is so important in this year, 2021, for us to let go of the fears that held us back during 2020 and move forward in faith. Listen, I completely understand 2020 was a rough year and who knows if 2021 will be any better, but we cannot let the fear that the pandemic has given us hold us back from the things that God has for us. So with that being said, I want you to grab your pen and pencil, grab your headphones, grab a notebook or whatever you take your notes on and really listen to this message. It is just for you. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. What a powerful morning we've had so far. I'm so excited that we're here for the third year of Start Your Year Strong, and this year we're starting our year stronger. I just want to thank Pastor Virgil for bringing that right on time message, God. And God knows what he's doing because her message flowed right into mine. So he even had a hand in the lineup. So thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Brother Del Shay, for leading us in a word of prayer. While you were praying, I was getting powered up, charged up by the Holy Spirit. So today I've been tasked with talking about the topic, moving from fear to faith. And I love the topic of faith, but when I was thinking about moving from fear to faith, what crossed my mind was what has fear stopped you from doing? Now I'm going to get into that a little later, but I want to tell you that I understand why you may have been operating this past year in the 2020 with the spirit of fear. I mean, everything that had been that has been happening around us, we have the uncertainty of the times. You know, people are losing their jobs, losing loved ones. We have Black Lives Matters, elections, winter storms. 
so much going on and we are still living through the worst pandemic in over a century. So I know that most of you will agree with me when I say that most people are living in a time of fear. More than ever before with the age of social media and the internet, we are seeing everyday struggling in our homes, on our phones, while we go to work, we are encountering it on a daily basis, sometimes on an hour by hour basis. And the media and the internet that brings the, the, the grief from all over the world into our homes, into our phones, into our pockets, all is, is helping perpetuate that spirit of fear. So it's no wonder that so many of us have become fearful. But I came to give you good news on this Saturday morning in order for us to still experience life the way that God would have us to. We still have to conquer fear through faith in our eternal God. We all know that fear can be depressing and debilitating and devastating. It is something that many people will face at some point in their lives. And in the Bible, the Bible even mentions the word fear over 500 times. So what exactly is fear? Well, according to the dictionary, fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or is a threat. So why do we have fear? Because this is important. We have to, in order for us to conquer something, we must know why we have it to begin with. So fear is programmed into the nervous system and works like an instinct. From the time we're infants, we are equipped with survival instincts necessary to respond with fear when we sense danger or feel unsafe. Fear can help to protect us. It makes us alert to danger and prepares us to deal with it. So fear is not always bad or negative. Some fear is good and some fear is welcomed and is necessary. For example, we fear getting hit by a car. That's why we don't just walk out into the street. See, God had a reason for a certain type of fear. But Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So having the fear of the Lord is a good thing. Proverbs 16, 6 says, through fear, sorry, of the Lord, a man avoids evil. That means then in order to shun evil, we must have the right kind of fear. When it comes to our eternal souls, we need to have a good fear. Let's see Luke 12, 4 and 5, where Jesus said this. He said, I tell you, my friends, do not, be do not be afraid of those who can kill the body and after that can do nothing to it. I'll tell you the one to fear. Be afraid of the one who, after the body is killed, has the power to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Now, this is advice of Jesus, the son of God. Fear God who has the power to throw you into hell and fear the torments of hell for they are eternal. 
So I mentioned earlier, there are some fears that are necessary and good, but some fears just come straight from the devil. It takes too much of our time and it drains our energy. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and discipline. So right now, I want you to put in the chat that you have the spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. Now that's for you too, Facebook. Put that in the chat. I have the spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. So you might be saying, well, if I have the the spirit of power, love, and self-discipline, and God hasn't given me the spirit of fear, why have I not been able to move from fear to faith? If this last year has taught us one thing is that we have to trust in God. We do not know what to expect on a day-by-day basis. But toward 2020, I would say that a lot of us were comfortable. We had a plan. We had a routine. We knew what we had to do to get the results that we expected. However, God just took our little world and turned it upside down. And no longer can we lean on our own understanding. But like Pastor Birchall said, we need to lean in Jesus. The word as we know it had completely changed and we did not know what to expect. And we still don't know what to expect. Because of this, we have to trust in the Lord like never before. So if I can break it down for you in a very simple way, I would say this. Fear is the lack of trust. Faith is the abundance of trust. I'm gonna say that again. Fear is the lack of trust, but faith is the abundance of trust. We have fear because we are afraid of the unknown. We feel like we are walking around in the dark on the edge waiting for a new disaster or what's going to happen next. We spend too much time focused on our outward view, what we see in front of us, and what we see that is going on in our lives instead of our upward view, our relationship with God. Don't let the enemy trap you. Instead of leaning on God, we fall into the trap of leaning on our own understanding. But the word of God says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So why should you conquer fear? Remember, I posed that question to you in the beginning. Let's get real. Let's get real in the chat. What has fear stopped you from doing? I want you to really think about it. What has fear stopped you from doing? And I hope you're not afraid to type that answer in the chat while we're talking about it. Because God wants to take you further than you have ever been. 
but fear will stop you dead in your tracks. He wants to grow you in all aspects of your life and live your life and help you live a life of purpose. However, when you are being driven by fear, it will block all of that. It will block everything that God will have you to do because fear prevents you from growing and experiencing the fullness of what God has for you. You will never be able to fully experience the exceeding abundant above all you can even ask or think when you are stuck in the mindset of fear. It is time to stop being a slave to fear. Let me say that again. It is time to stop being a slave to fear. No longer will you let your thoughts, feelings, behaviors, and decisions be driven by fear. No longer will your life be disempowered and you will, and no longer will you live below your spiritual best. I take the authority, you know, that power, that spirit of power that God has given me to decree and declare today that you will experience what it says in Romans 12 too, where God tells us to be, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We have to remember that fear is a mindset. It is simply that. It is a mindset. If the enemy can drop a seed of fear in you, he will stop you from doing the next assignment that God will have for you. Because if the enemy will drop a seed of fear that, for example, you're afraid of public speaking, then the next time the Lord tells you to open your mouth and release a prophetic word, you will keep your mouth shut because you're afraid of public speaking. When in fact, God says that you can do all things through me. And if he has given you the power and authority to do those things, then you have to put that seed of fear to the back of your mind. You say, get thee behind me, Satan. Until you tackle your fear, you can never run away from it. This is not something that you can get on the, um, the, the track and you see fear coming and you think if you just keep up your pace, you're gonna run away from fear. No, no, you will drag fear like a shackle that will hold you back. You must tackle it. And as long as you let fear overwhelm you, it will permeate your every being. As long as you attempt to run away from fear instead of dealing with it, it will always be there haunting you in everything you do, in everything you go. Running away only gives you an illusion of security. You may feel safe for a short moment, but only for that, a short moment. No matter how you run, you are living in captivity of fear. Remember, we can become slaves to fear. In fact, the more you run, the more fear tries to catch up with you. When that happens, you either have to learn to deal with it or you cower in its presence eternally and become a fraction of the person you can be, the person that God has ordained you to be. Since you have to deal with fear at some point, you might as well learn how to overcome it now, today, rather than avoid it again and again to only deal with it eventually. God has put you in the earth for such a time as this, 
right now, right here today. He knew whatever was going to be happening, all of this that we are experiencing, God knew. It is not taking him by surprise. So there are some people who are waiting on what God has put in the inside of you. They're waiting for you to release it, but you cannot release it if you're holding on to the spirit of fear. You are holding up somebody's progress when you hold on to the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear is not just becoming dangerous to you. It's becoming dangerous to the souls who are attached to you because they are simply waiting for you to come forth in the fullness of who God has you to be, but you are cowering behind the enemy's excuse, which is fear. So time is precious and you can never get it back. Time is precious. So deal with your fear today. So when you are tackling your fear, I want you to remember Deuteronomy 31.8. It says, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. That means that when you know that God is with you and he will never leave you or forsake you, you can look fear dead in the eye and you can say, I'm coming for you fear because you will not overwhelm me today. You will not give me anxiety. You will not upset my peace. I'm going to do that thing that God has anointed me to do, whether I feel for it or not, because your fear, fear will not hold me back. Instead, fear you have to leave. You will have to go and bother somebody else today because I will not be that person. So when you are fearing a situation, an emotional challenge, or what's going to happen next, really envision God saying this to you. He is on your side no matter what. He will never leave you. He has promised to be with you forever. And he will never disappoint you. He will never disappoint you. Do not let the devil use fear to give you a spirit of I can't. God has already told you that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So turn the I can't into I can and turn the I can into I will and turn the I will into I did it until it is done. Another reason why you need to conquer your fear is fear is a waste of your energy. It really is. It's a waste of your energy. Every moment you spend swirling around in fear, you are cultivating a seed that gives rise to subsequent similar thoughts. Fear can have a snowball effect if you let it. Fear can have a snowball effect if you let it. So there will be fear and then there will be anxiety and there will be lack of peace and then there will be self-doubt and insecurity. Those are all the things that stem from fear. Instead, you need to process the situation and tell fear that it is not worth your time or your energy today. Fear is not worth your energy. Every moment you spend being fearful, you have one less moment spent walking in faith. One less moment spent living the life that God will have you to live. One less moment spent doing all the things you have been called to do. It is time to put all your energy in your faith. Remember Romans 8:28 and it says and we know all things God works for the good of those who love him those who have been called according 
to his purpose. So God knew that you were going to experience fear, but he told you that with faith as small as a mustard seed, you can get a lot of things done. So although your fear is this big, God says your faith only needs to be this big to overcome it. Faith as small as a mustard seed. Like I said before, fear is a mindset. It is all in your mind. It is mental. Having fear is like letting yourself be scared of your own shadow. It may look scary at some times, but you realize it's actually harmless. Fear can't do anything to you. Remember that fear is based on the danger that your mind has made up, right? You may not want to go and open your mouth at church because you may feel, you may fear that people may laugh at you, that people may say, what is she talking about? But in fact, it's all in your mind. It is a preventative measure to stop you from exercising the power that God has given you. Most of the time, It is the perception of not knowing what's going to happen next that I said that has given us fear. But this is where our faith comes in. So what is faith? The Bible defines faith in Hebrews 11, 1, which is my favorite scripture. And it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I like how Pastor Birchall put it. She said, when faith comes in the room, fear has to go. The dictionary defines faith as complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So I'm going to go as far as saying having complete trust or confidence in God. Do you trust him? Remember, I said fear is the lack of trust. Faith is the abundance of trust. So do you trust God in all that he has told you that he is going to do for you? It's a simple question. If you trust him, then you do it no matter what. So remember why faith is important. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, It is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11, 6 states that. It states, and let me read it for you so you can hear clearly what the word of God says. It says, well, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So let's face it. If we believe in God, we cannot see and believe And we have to, sorry, we have to see and believe that he is who he said he is. We can't go and walk around with the spirit of fear and profess to other people that we are Christians. They will turn around to you and ask you, where is your faith? Jesus also notices our level of faith. I like to say that faith is my superpower. I have faith. I, somebody had to tell me how they put it in a a certain way. They said, you have the gift of faith. And I loved it because I do. I have faith for God to do the exceeding abundant above all. I make sure that I'm believing God for extremely big things so he can exceed those things that I'm believing him for, right? So in the book of Matthew, we see two different people with two different faith levels. In Matthew 
15, 28, it reads, then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. This is when Jesus is walking around performing miracles and the miracles he performs is based on the level of faith that people have in him to do them. In Matthew 14, 31, it says, and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And of course, that's talking about when Peter walked out of the boat and he started to walk on water. And then in that moment, he had a slight fear and he started to sink. Do not doubt what God has requested you to do. Do not doubt that God will always be there to catch you. Do not doubt that God didn't foresee the very situation that you are in. We have to keep our faith strong, even during difficult times. Remember that faith moves God to act. Because faith, faith is what is moving God, right? It is moving God. In Mark 2, 5, it says that when Jesus saw his friend's faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. The lame man got up and grabbed his mat and went home. When Jesus saw the faith of the lame man's friend, he moved on their behalf and healed their friend. So I'm going to encourage you right now, even if you are you feel like fear has been a struggle for you and you can't grasp up enough faith on your own. You gotta get around those people who will have faith for your own situation, who can war on your behalf, who can go up to Jesus, who can pick you up on your mat and carry you no matter the circumstance because it's the faith that makes a difference. And even if you have to lean on someone, helps let somebody pull you into faith, remember, Two are better than one. And sometimes you might just have to call up a sister and a brother and say, listen, my faith is low. Can you just remind me of the promises of God? Can you just remind me who God says I am? Can you just remind me of the power and the authority that he has given me to do this task and let that person pray you up? But God has prepared you to conquer things like fear. Remember that faith is there to strengthen us during trials. When we feel like we're being tested. It is the faith, it's faith that keeps us strong. But our faith is what helps us to remain strong during hard times. We have an enemy and it is our faith that acts as a shield to protect us from his schemes and plots. Ephesians 6.16 tells us, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all fiery darts of the wicked one. So when you go out into the world and you know what you're about to face as soon as you leave home, why have you left your shield home? God has given you the shield of faith and sometimes we leave our shield on the floor or we, we see fear coming and we drop our shield and we run in the other direction. Why is it that we are doing that? God has given us the shield of faith. 
And all we have to do is use it. We have to use the tools that God gives us. Faith also fuels what we do. In James 2, 26, it says, for as a body without, without spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So we can't be here. We can't be boistering Christians, believe in God to do X, Y, and Z, but we don't actually have the faith for him to do X, Y, and Z. We have to have the right measure of faith to match what we're asking God to do. We cannot be disappointed when God doesn't answer prayers when we don't have faith to match the prayer. We have to put work and faith behind what we are doing. And most remember, most importantly, that our faith can encourage others. So you work on your faith. You show your faith strong so that you can encourage others who may be waning at this time. It is easier to stay committed to faith in God when you see others doing the same thing. So you choose today to stand strong in your faith and inspire others to do the same. I decided to get this shirt. It says faith over fear because I can use this as a message as I'm walking down the street to encourage people to stay strong in their faith. And lastly, we must remember that faith is the foundation of our salvation. When Jesus walked the earth, the Jewish people were sure they had to keep all the rules of the law in order to be acceptable to God. But when Jesus came, he redefined righteousness. The Bible tells us that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. And that's found in Galatians 2.16. We are made right with God through faith and in Jesus. So we must guard our faith. We have to make sure that our faith is strong. 1 Timothy 6, 11 to 13 reminds us, but you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life to which you were always called. And I'm coming to an end soon. So how do we maintain our faith over fear? We must choose to listen to God more than ourselves. We must choose to obey God's word. We must choose to walk with God daily. We must choose to pray instead of being enslaved by fear. We must choose to feed our faith instead of our fear. Remember, you have the tools to conquer your fear, but you must open the toolbox. You must not put your shield down to the side. You must remember God's promises about what you, you should do about fear. You must remember things like Psalm 27 that says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. 
and whom shall I be afraid? You must remember Joshua 1, 9 that says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You must remember my personal favorite, Philippians 6 to 4, 6 to 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Faith will lead you to having peace. Because nothing conquers fear, but like the peace of God in a situation. So every day we should declare our faith. We have to change the way we think. We must have the mind of Christ. Our minds must be transformed if we want to live a faithful and victorious life. If we don't renew and transform our minds, we will remain in a state of fear. Fear will take hold of you, but that's not what we're doing to say. Bob Marley, who happens to be a cousin on my mom's side, said in his song, Redemption Song, that we must emancipate ourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. He says, have no fear of atomic energy because none of them can stop the time. Marley didn't use the word fear. He used the word atomic energy. However, I submit to you today that it's up to you to do what's necessary to free yourself from fear, which is mental slavery. It's more than just going to intercessory prayer. It's more than just doing Bible study and Sunday worship. You have to put in some personal time with God to build up your faith muscles. This is the only way that you are going to increase and move from fear to faith. Don't fear the pandemic. God has given his angels to charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. Don't fear if you've lost a job. Your job is not your source. Remember, God is your source and his name is Jehovah Jireh. Don't worry that things are bad. The word of God said he will not see the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. It doesn't make sense to make declarations that we have the favor of God in our business and we have the favor of God in our finances and we have the favor of God in our family and in our health and in our churches if we do not apply faith to what we are saying we have to make declarations and decrees over our lives and the lives of our children on a daily basis and we have to do them in faith this is the only way that we will experience our godly inheritance remember when you speak something out in faith you're giving it the right to come to pass god has given you that type of power and authority you You are putting it into the atmosphere you are telling the open heaven what must come down god says so it is in heaven let it be in earth so when you're in a difficult situation instead of complaining about it instead of having fear you need to declare and decree that you have faith in god for his plans for your life.
In faith, you know that the favor of God is turning things around. You can decree and declare by faith that his favor is bringing healing, that his favor is being free, bringing freedom, that his favor is bringing vindication and victory into your life. Even Isaiah, even in Isaiah 46, 4, it says, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and rescue you. So in closing, may God's presence continue to keep and sustain you. He will satisfy you with a long life and no plague or no sickness will terminate your life or your purpose early. Your faith is your superpower. I want some people to put that in the chat right now that my faith is my superpower and time and season will favor you all the days of your life in Jesus name. Therefore, I say to you today, arise and shine because your light has come and the glory of God has risen upon you. Come on, kingdom people. It is time to move from fear to faith. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slave podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray Plan Slave Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.